Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Bean Dad. The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Worst Year Ever, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. Everything is so dumb, 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 dumb. What's soaking my Mormons? All right. Other I did my job for the week. <laughs> Off to you guys. What is hey. this soaking thing? Oh, my God. All right. Oh, I yeah. guess right, right out of the gate. Um, so you know how, like, when you were in high school, the Catholic kids... Huge in our talk. So yeah, well, it's very important, it's Katie. Very it's important. incredibly okay. important. So educate me. You you know you did you go did you guys all go to public schools? Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I was not recording. Oh. Well, <laughs> we're keeping all of this. We're keeping Great. everything we did so far. Katie, Great. you went to a public school. Cody, you went to a public school. I went to a public school. We all had like like Catholic kids at the schools, uh, and also yeah. Catholic schools that you like mm-hmm. would compete with. And so every t- now and then you'd meet like Catholic kids and Catholic kids fucked as much as everybody else. But they had been, there was this widespread belief, particularly among the Catholic girls that I knew in high school, that it didn't count if it was butt sex. That like nah. that wasn't, you weren't, you weren't having premarital sex if it was in the ass. Cause you can't make a baby that way. Yeah. Right? It's so Se- funny. It it's like- so funny to, <laughs> To jump from um, just the most obvious thing, to, to jump to butt sex, like mm-hmm. like that is use your mouth. It's funny because there's a if you if you extend that logic, you could argue that like, well, the Catholic Church shouldn't have any problem with gay sex because it's not sex because yeah, children can't exactly. be interesting, like interesting, under their definition of it. You know, I don't know. I've never understood it, but that was that was the. Can thing we get the with, Pope on to the what? Let him know. Can we get the Pope on yeah, so we can like? So yeah, I'm, I'm, I've too. been reaching out to the Pope, by which I mean I have been screaming at the Vatican uh, during my weekly visits to Italy. Um, yeah. But but so far no response. Mm. I mean I've gotten arrested a few times, but no like oh. it's like a response, well, practical response. It's a right. form of a response. <laughs> yeah, from from the someone. Um, so soaking is the Mormon equivalent of that, right? Because because kids are always as horny as as kids always are. But if your religion says you can't do this, or you can't do that. You find ways to do this and that that don't violate your religion. So you can't like fuck before marriage if you're Mormon. But soaking's but... not fucking. That's just getting your dick inside a vagina and just kind of laying there, right? That's you, what soaking is. Yeah, it's that's you what put, soaking you is. Put yeah. the okay, penis in I'm the vagina sorry, and you hold it there. That's yeah, you ridiculous. Soak. And also, that still counts as sex. It's well, just the, no, not sex. not for Mormons. Not for Mormons. Not, you're not humping. And apparently, so I had heard about soaking a long time ago. That's that's a thing. I, I've heard from enough people who like did it that I know term. is real. Oh the yeah, thing I'm it's less real bad. certain about is. Um, Jump humps, which I, I, some people on Twitter have said is a real thing. That I I can't 
I can't people confirm from like people, people I know well who are Mormon. Yeah. Yeah. How do you put your penis inside someone and just sit there? Uh, well, you have Patience a friend. Uh, and- uh, like any movement you can't even like breathe because like the slightest movement would count it requires perfect balance katie let me explain this because you have to be you have to have two things that are in perfect balance you have to be very horny and you have to be very scared of god and if your horniness outweighs your fear of god then you're gonna fuck and if your fear of God mm-hmm. outweighs your horniness, you're not going to fuck at all. It's a real, it's a real test. It's like a thermodynamic sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then you uh, soak. You got to keep the atoms from from dancing around. And maybe allegedly the people are claiming on Twitter now jump humping has been added where you will have a friend jump on the bed because then it's kind of like like thrusting. It creates the friction. It creates friction, but they're not doing it. Shut up. Someone else is doing it. I can't it. confirm. I know for a fact that because of Mormons that I know well who were not like bullshitting that soaking is a thing. I mean, we call that a threesome, I'm pretty sure. You call that a threesome? What kind of threesomes do you have? The That's boring like kind, apparently. No more monkeys jumping on the bed. I mean, uh, in a way, it's a threesome. It's yeah. kind of no, a very exactly complicated a threesome. threesome. It just sucks yeah. and it's bad. Like it's yeah, not a good it's, one. It's just making a threesome <laughs> shitty. Yeah. Uh, Guys, it's... <laughs> God, I think Mormons. we have unpacked this. I think we need to unpack one more thing because okay. if you if the goal is to keep no friction in your sex and just sit there, just sit in it, right? Uh-huh. Okay. I don't subscribe to it, but or the logic, but whatever. That's what's happening. Um, it's still sex. In Sorry. order to get it in, you're creating friction. Yeah. So, like, you have to have a little bit of sex in order. I think you have to be I, very I, careful about how you I get just, it in. I just have to say, because I have to say it, that sex, it's penetration, it's sex. Uh, I don't care how the I think a variety it, of other sex. things are sex, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. that is, in fact, <laughs> I think sex, it's, it's, so. it's sex if you just go down on someone or someone goes down on you. Those are all sex acts. It's yeah. sex if you're just kind of like think making I, out and groping and fondling each other bold. to the point of orgasm. Yeah. I, I think sex is a hearty wink. A hearty Anybody? wow. Wow. <laughs> I have had a lot of sex with a lot of strangers in that case. Yeah. Um, I should get my eyes tested. Yeah. I just I'm just a winker. So It's not a blink. Uh, a blink is not to be confused. That's I mean, not a that's not consent. That does kind of make me wonder about Mormon oral sex. Like can you face yeah. soak and then jump hump and that that counts? Oh my. This has been 5 <laughs> yeah, I mean, minutes. Surely you have to. More than 5 minutes. Uh I did enjoy the fra- in the the post that sort of knocked this off uh the person who was doing the jump humping for her friend. Uh, use the phrase uh, called to soak, uh, no. which is a, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, a pun on called to serve, which is like a Mormon like, uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. thing from what I understand. It's uh, very and funny. It's amazing and good for them. Well, I do feel like these people clearly have the moral upper hand mm-hmm. from us. Mm-hmm. I the mean, rest of us going to hell. It's very funny. It's always very, it's funny, very funny when when churches get weird about sex because yeah, the, the only thing cult. it does is it is it creates a generation of kids who are even weirder about sex than they would have been if they'd just been allowed to like do whatever when they were kids. Yeah, it's um like, it is funny and that's that's what we should take away from this, like, but also it is upsetting. Um, it's upsetting. It, it ruins sure. people. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean this it does. Person but... jumping on the bed so they're Friends can have friction okay. while you're sitting know. in it. I don't we know. That really, seems like really... maybe an introduction into into uh, uh, non-monogamy. Uh, who knows where we that could really take you. should move on to the news. I think uh, I will say one thing. <laughs> you think your kids are soaking? Show them Sex Education, the TV show on Netflix. It's a British show. There's the third season just came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm. <laughs> this is it's awesome. It's a great show dealing about teen sexuality. And having conversations and about um, culture and how we talk about sex, et cetera. And um, that's my way of wrapping up this <laughs> segment and <laughs> giving you something useful. Am I a buzzkill? I was going to end it. No, 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 no. It's better than what I was going to say, which is yeah. I stopped talking something and everyone's disgusting. faces were flat. Yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, talk about some news things. Let's I don't know what news things. Let's talk about the news thing. Okay. I love the news. Um, I want to talk a, real quick. This is sort of inconsequential, but I think it's also indicative of the times. Um, Marco Rubio introduced uh, this bill 
Speaking, by uh, the way, speaking of Marco Rubio, inconsequential but indicative of the times is exactly, the, perfect, exactly. the perfect description of that man. It's the top of his website, mm-hmm. um, his re-election campaign. He has this bill, and it's about wokeness in corporations, and we knew this was coming. And we sure did, Speaking folks. of soaking, we knew this was coming. Um, <laughs> and it's just the silliest thing I think one could imagine while also, again, being very indicative of the times. It's called the Mind Your Own Business Act. Um, so funny. And so funny. I, you know, we're calling it an anti-woke bill and uh, we can, you know, it's dismissive language. Uh, it's this anti-woke stuff. It literally uses the word woke in the bill. Yeah. Uh, yeah I can't think of anything amazing. more embarrassing it's, than a senator so writing Also, a and fucking Republican your, writing a mind your own business act. I know. In this day and it's age. It's incredible. Have, have, yeah. I, I just have a, a question. Have... I'm sure there's been lots of ridiculous le- names of legislation, but this one's pretty good. Has mm. it always been such? You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. yes, I'm sure it has. Anyway, Cody. Oh yeah, the Mind up. Your Own Business Act. It's um, ridiculous. It's just so ridiculous. And um, aside from just the fact that a senator wrote a bill and was like, "I'll use the word woke and put it in quotes," and that'll that's the law. That's a law that I think should exist is so nonsense. explain um, this law. Yeah, I'm just going to read some quotes uh, from Rubio's <sighs> office and Rubio himself because it's quite a doozy. Um, specifically, the legislation would require corporate directors to prove their, quote, woke corporate actions were in the shareholder's best interest in order to avoid liability for breach of fiduciary duty in shareholder litigation over corporate actions relating to certain social policies. It would also incentivize corporate management to stop abusing their positions to advance left-wing social policies by increasing their personal liability to shareholders for breaches of fiduciary duty resulting from these policies. Yes. Question. So, very specific um, about incentivizing corporate management to stop abusing their positions to advance left-wing social Mm -hmm. policies. Mm -hmm. Now, does Mm -hmm. this work in reverse? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so interesting question. Uh, probably there. So yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert: there are no co- no co-sponsors for this bill. It's a bad yeah. bill, yeah. and it's it's, it's because dumpy. like it's even uh, even the other like all of the Republicans running these a lot of these companies don't want this bill because it would just be op- It would just be creating be... a big legal clusterfuck. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, everything that he's calling like corporations doing woke things against the interest of the shareholders those corporations are only doing because they see it as the best thing for their bottom line exactly. they never take any fucking action if they don't think it's profitable none of them are doing it to be woke they're all doing it because most people hate the kind of shit that yeah. marco rubio uh, uh grandstands about because he's he's playing to a tiny audience of about three percent of americans who give money to him and people like him and are all exactly. Like fucking crypto. Um, it's yeah. so yes, yes, exactly. Um, it's very laughable. Um, and also insidious. Um, but like uh, an example of the clusterfuck you're talking about. There's like language in there about um, like divisive concepts of like sex stereotyping and things like that. And as I think it was Max Kennerly, I think pointed this out. Where so you can sue hungry man frozen dinners because that's a that's a stereotype. Yep. About that's a sex right, stereotype. Yeah. You could totally do that, but that's not what Marco's talking about. He's talking about like uh, companies saying like that's a bad law. It's so it's so ridiculous. I want. He's talking about a company from. putting up like a fucking trans rights flag on their yes. Twitter account or something. Yes, like he's talking um, about ninety percent of what he's talking about are gestures that like at most are like mildly pleasant to see and it, it, and are generally completely ineffective. It, it, and, like, and do again, nothing. Are yeah. things that the companies don't believe, but rather they understand yeah. the way the country is going and they're trying to keep making money. Yeah, they um, are not they're not taking a stand for wokeness. It's Pride Month and all of their competitors put up flags. So they're doing the thing that everybody does during Pride Month. It's exactly. marketing. Um it's, it's so marketing. it's so obvious. Um this is one other quote from him that I think is very funny, from him specifically. Uh, patriotic Americans who love their country and the opportunity it provides should be able to fight back against the growing tyranny of the woke <laughs> elites running corporate America. These are often nationless corporations. I thought corporations were people uh, that amass fortunes divorced from the fate of our great country while pushing socially destructive far left policies mm-hmm. like boycotts and mm-hmm. cancel crusades at so, home. I'm sorry. Who burned all the Nikes? Mm. Oh, oh, what? 
What? I don't remember that. Therefore, it didn't happen. I don't didn't, know. I'm Surely. sorry. It must not have happened then. Who, who flushed their razors down the toilet? Yeah. Um, it's so nonsensical, but also I, I, an important thing about this. And obviously, like, you can use it, like I said, for like Hungry Man dinners or whatever the fuck you want because uh, it's so vague. Um, it's vague on purpose uh, and it's insidious, uh, much like when Ted Cruz tried to get Antifa uh, labeled a terrorist organization. Uh, where he used, like, it was, like, Antifa, but also, like, left-wing activism and, like, protesters associated with Antifa. It's all sort of vague terms that could mean anything. Uh, Marco Rubio knows that the term woke can mean anything. It can mean against police brutality. It can mean environmentalism. It can mean anything to anybody. Um so it's just very obviously this sort of, like, yeah, like, whatever yeah, it's, woke it's, thing you It's like a right-wing term for I don't like this. Yes. Um, and it's so, it's just so funny that he's trying to do this. And so, like you said, like, just, he is the inconsequential, but like most appropriate fucking figure now. Um, and I just thought it was important to bring this up because it's so silly, but also, this is, but also this is what these people are trying to do. Um, and eventually somebody might get an actual co-sponsor on their terrible bill, um, and push this forward. Um, and then it'll be a clusterfuck because, you know, anything can mean anything else. Um, but I just thought it was so funny. And uh, I can't believe he actually wrote the word woke twice. It's twice in the bill. Yeah, you can it's amazing. It. I mean, it, it's because you can believe it. I can. I absolutely can. These guys, he, he, his his basic seat is safe unless somebody primaries him from like the right, who's even like more out of their goddamn mind. Um and he has no real national chance of things. Like, he knows that. There's no way Marco Rubio's ever going to be president. He's tried, and he was bad at trying. So the only way for him to be relevant and to continue to make money is to uh, signpost, is to virtue signal for the shit that, like, re- Republicans love, like, hardcore Republicans love, which is stupid culture war bullshit because they have nothing else. Nothing. Um, yeah. And none of it's I'm just none of this shit. Echoing shit's what ever you guys are anywhere. saying, yeah. I agree with. I mean, yeah, you. no, it's there's just nothing uh, nonsense. And it's all they have. It's like it's like it's it's just like they. It's all they have. Um, when they're on like you know the news shows, they go on Meet the Press or whatever, and it's all like culture war stuff. And it's just like now, so now legislatively, it's all culture war stuff. Usually, it's yeah. just like okay, we want to cut taxes and like do that kind of shit. But now it's just like yeah, we hate corporations now, but only because of the wokeness. Um, and it would require like it's so it's such like a misunderstanding of the situation too, whether it's purposeful or not, because the bill is to put the burden of proof on corporations to show that their far left actions are in the shareholders best interests. And as we have discussed, they are because yeah. most people want that kind of shit, whether or not they believe it. That's what the people want. Um, yeah. And it's just so obvious. And we love and it, um, yeah, they'll never. There will never be any, like, I don't know, reckoning here, because the thing that the GOP cannot ever do is acknowledge that, like, their policies are unpopular, if not hated, by mm-hmm. more than 60% of the nation. Um, yeah. But, but the, like, the entirety of their actual, like, political relevance is based on denying that and claiming that anybody uh, else who wins election who's not a, a fucking paleo conservative <clears throat> fascist everything whatever is a uh, yeah it's it's everything about uh, about their platform is about framing the other side as other and bad and they are yeah, never ever running on something that is good that we need it there's is 100 percent cultural war it is 100 percent protecting yeah, self-interest and they're not even pretending otherwise because what do they stand for it is it is impossible Power. to actually improve anything with any of the measures they succeed improving. Th- and look, improving Democrats aren't much majority. better. <laughs> no, the Democrats aren't much. The Democrats haven't like are are more or less incapable of improving anything. But at least their politics are based upon pretending that they will. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Republican politics are based on nothing but owning the libs. Like that's all yep. they are now because that's where the money is. That's how you get the mm. crowds. That's how you get coverage in the media like a lot of this is the media's fault Don't get me no, wrong they, would, there. they will oh, not yeah. oh yeah win yeah. elections we'll talk about they the love media it more soon. i mean i saw yeah sorry with uh yeah. build back better baby mm, um first we gotta take a more. quick ad break and then we're gonna build back better by talking about 
the CIA's plans to assassinate <laughs> Julian Assange. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, we'll boot it! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of... dough. Well, the truth is, dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everything's so dumb, 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 dumb. And Build we're back, back better from breaks. And uh, the CIA did it. They they decided to do something, and they really, find they finally really did it correctly. They finally did it. didn't fail miserably after. I mean, they finally the- didn't do it. <laughs> Like, I'm glad this information got out, and it's good that people are, like, up in arms about it. But it's also like, okay, so, yeah, they were spitballing about ways to murder a guy, and then they didn't do it. Like, is, is, <laughs> right, like in, right. the, in the grand scheme think, of CIA fuckery, this is pretty low on the list, actually. I do want to read some of this. Sure. I, I, it's, I mean, because it, it made me laugh. It would have been, like, wild as fuck if they'd ever done it. Really? But, yeah. Um, In response, the CIA and the White House began preparing for a number of scenarios to foil Assange's Russian departure plan. And this is 2017. 2017, according to three former officials. Those included potential gun battles with Kremlin operatives in the streets of London, (laughs) crashing a car into a Russian diplomatic vehicle transporting Assange, and then grabbing him and shooting out the tires of a Russian plane carrying Assange before it could take off to Moscow. It's uh British US officials asked their British counterparts to do the shooting if gunfire was required and the British agreed according yeah, to a did. senior administration official um Cucks. It's um, so funny to You me. know what this all sounds like cuz again they didn't do this and we don't actually know if they even took any serious actions to like prepare for this 
It sounds like some fucking CIA goons watched the 2015 yes. James Bond movie Spectre. Yes. Uh, and then we're so amped up about it two years later that they were talking about, you were going to have to shoot out the fucking plane's <laughs> tires. We're going to grab him. And it's like it's shit so that like, funny. it's like a little doesn't ha- like, like most of the, this kind of shit didn't really happen all that off, especially not in places like London during the fucking no. height of the cold war. Like there weren't, people weren't shooting planes in downtown an London or whatever. Well, okay. So yeah. I'll, I'm just going to read a little bit more. <laughs> It is article. It's unclear how serious the proposals to kill us. Yeah, of course really it were. is. <laughs> I was told they were just spitballing, said a former senior counterintelligence official briefed on the discussions about kinetic options regarding the WikiLeaks yeah, founder. It was just Trump being Trump. So what this tells me is this is like the writer room for you yeah. know, 24 they or something. They were on the clock and, and they were like, getting paid the bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's very indicative yeah, it, of like the silliness of the organization in general and why yeah. a lot of their like why a lot of the things they do is like, wait, you tried to do what? Excuse it me? sounds like an episode of Veep is what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, I've got I've got I've got some transcripts from the meeting. Uh, CIA agent one. And then the guns go. And then I'm going to be like, bam, bam, bam. Um, it's and he's just like, like, no. And I'm like, yeah. It's another okay. uh, thematically. It's interesting because much like the stupid bill we just talked about, yeah, it's like indicative. Of like that's actually really fucked up that they were talking about. Like it's very to, like, fucked up. Don't get like, don't get my mockery like, of it as like not thinking it's fucked up, but it's also, it's silly right, too. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry to push back on action movies, which now think we think it's possible. We think that's a good idea. We don't think about collateral damage well, anyway. You, continue. You, you look at the way, like the, look at the way the Russians actually carried out like assassination missions in London, they were using like really bizarre fucking uh, poisons and shit. Like polonium and stuff, Yeah, like polonium and shit. They were like shooting people with like fucking like umbrella darts or poisoning their drinks or whatever. Like, you don't like- That's how you uh, do this shit if you're a state. Like, you don't- Like like the plan is like- It's just like- just like- Archduke I'm, Ferdinand, like part two, is like, we'll fucking we'll just like, yeah, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just, <laughs> yeah. No, and I'm sure, I'm sure after like the bullshit session ended, the whatever serious people exist in the CIA were like, no, if we're killing Julian Assange, we're going to fucking poison his drink by like the fact that we we own one of the people who works at the Ecuadorian embassy and like refills their water bottles right. or whatever, like. I'm sure they have that option. If they if they had gotten the go ahead to kill him, they could have done they it without do it, yeah. machine gun battles with the Kremlin in London. And also, I don't think the Kremlin would have agreed to get it. Like they're gonna be like, do are we gonna get into a machine I mean, gun battle over I Julian Assange? Oh, of course we're not. Like, I would probably watch that movie. Sure, absolutely, especially if Julian Assange um, is played by. Who should he be played by? Who would be a good Julian Assange? Sars guard. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Still in Star- Skarsgård. Sure. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Wait, or which like, Skarsgård? Um, I could see that or any of I them. I was thinking Peter. What, any of them. Who's the Fuck guy? It, yeah. Who's the guy from There Will Be Blood? The little Weasley kid. Oh, Paul kid. Dano. Paul Dano. I could see doing some sort of type. I know yeah. he's not blonde. Skarsgård's I, I like really idea- beautiful. Of, I like the idea of Julian Assange being played by like a rotating cast of all the Scars Guards. Like every scene, it's yeah. a different Scars Guard, but it, they're all playing Julian Assange. Yeah. Like the uh, like what's that uh, that Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus? That's movie. exactly right, Cody. That's exactly <laughs> what, I, what I want for this because the CIA got an age ray. Oh, incredible! Yeah, I'd love the Gilliam version of the Assange. Yeah, story. fuck it. Let's go all the way to... with this shit. Hire the same battle. guys who were part of this bullshit session to be the scripter, the screenwriters. <laughs> uh, it'll um, sell. Yeah, it is. It, it is sell. funny. Um, in our in our doc about this, Garrison pointed out how fucked up it is that uh, one of the people within the agency who thought this plan was ridiculous said, "This isn't Pakistan or Egypt. We're talking yep. about London," which is literally mm. saying, "Well, you can get into a big gunfight in the middle of another nation's capital if they're like not white, but what, we're not going to do yep. this in London. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we can't. We can't do it there. Come on, people. Which is That's... both very racist and also exactly true. Like yeah. you, you could have yeah. as, as soon as you heard people were talking about having like a fight over a Assange in London. No, they're not. They're never going to do that. Russia's not going right. to do that. We're not going to do that because it's London. And yeah, that's racist and fucked up, but that's like the way the game works. And th- it is a game to these it's, people. It's never, stopped, it's never stopped us before being racist and fucked up. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, um good shit. Good shit. Um, good I mean, shit. bad shit. I, it's it. It again. I I do want to. I do want to like underscore this by saying. Yeah, it's bad. It's, really it's horrible up that and they're the... even having this meeting. Uh, yeah. To assassinate um a journalist for well, for like leaking about, for like leaking um, stuff about how the CIA fucking spies on you with all this shit. Like, there was something about Greenwald too in the latest tranche of uh of leaks, right? What? Yeah, so this is back during the Obama White House. Um, but in 2013, WikiLeaks uh, helped Edward Snowden get from Hong Kong to Russia after he, you know, did his big leak. Um, and at that point, Obama officials wanted to designate WikiLeaks and two journalists, uh, including like Grin Greenwald and Lauren Poitras, who did the the story, uh, information brokers instead of journalists, mm-hmm. which wouldn't make it easier to prosecute them. Um, again, didn't get, didn't get done, but like, yeah, there's like really this, this, like the fact that we're laughing about this attempt, this Yahoo story is really worth yeah. reading and it, it is very unsettling. Yeah. Um, That's the thing. Cause also like, there's a, there's one quote, yeah. uh, in the article about like, uh, you know, uh, it was, uh, they were just spitballing, you know, all these options. It was just trumping Trump. It's not trumping Trump. It's America being America. Uh, yeah, this, Obama this, this, this is Obama too. Yeah. Like everyone is, um, yeah. And I mean, I, I see that energy just Trump being Trump, but right, it's not that. That's that's the legacy. Well, like Trump would we entertain, like what if we, what if we also, nuke them? Trump in that, like, right? But was he in that room? You know. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So yeah, I just uh, again All those like points taken. Just hilarious, like ineptitude and bizarre, like conversations from the CIA, while at the same time being like, well, you know, they do this, and it's not like Biden's probably not having these exact same conversations, but. Uh, they're always going to be hostile towards uh, figures like that. Um, yeah, and and it's not good. Is what should point. we talk about now? Um, I want to talk about the metaverse. Can we talk about the metaverse? Okay. Can we talk about to. this this metaverse metaverse metavi? Have you heard? Have you heard? We about can this do metaverse? whatever you want. You heard, I don't have, know. Have you heard about this? Have we, you uh, seen this? Nah. I can't do the voice the, the way uh, our friend yeah. Tom Ryman can. Yes, yes, and Lewinsky, Cody, uh, yeah. What, what do you? What do you? What, what was your game plan there, Cody? Just gonna say Lewinsky a bunch. Maybe okay. get a few Butterfucos in there. Yeah. Well. All right. Let's. Um. Okay. So there's a good article in the Washington Post in their launcher vertical, which I guess is video game news and analysis. Never seen it before today. When I say good article, useful article. I. Rare. <laughs> it's called Epic Games believes the internet is broken. This is their blueprint to fix it. It's about more metaverse shit. Um, what I like about this is that this is from the perspective of basically everyone else in the industry that isn't Facebook. Um, not that they're any good. Like Epic are the guys who make um, fucking, oh God, what is that game that uh, like literally everyone but me in the world plays? Fortnite. Mm. Um, and so it talks about stuff like that weird Martin Luther King event they did. And like the article is not at all critical about it. it just talks about how many people attended and like how good it was. And so like I, I the tone of the article, I think if you're, like me, uh, will be frustrating because there's not a lot of credibility about whether or not this is like a good idea or healthy or whether or not these people um, have any desire but to like find better ways to monetize the internet. Mm -hmm. But it is useful because this is how, this is the best article I found on how the people who have a significant amount of power in tech, in in the specific tech section that deals with like how we consume the internet um, how they're thinking about the metaverse, which is kind of what they're all increasingly seeing as the internet after social media, or at least after what kind of we know as social media today. And I think it's useful to read, not because I think this will happen, because I think one of the consistent things about the internet is that when you're trying to figure out what the internet's going to look like next, the people who are like most powerful and influential in 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 the internet are never the people who figure that out. If you were if you were trying to ask that question in like 2004 or five, um, you would not have guessed where we are now because like the fucking Facebook and Twitter and whatnot, these guys were all like upstart. Most of them hadn't been started yet. Like the new social media companies like were all like upstarts and the big companies that were throwing their money into places like MySpace and shit. Um, it's, it's, the the nature of the internet is, um, insurgent in a lot of ways. And it, that always gets co-opted. It becomes profitable. And then the insurgent, like Google used to be insurgents and they become, uh, institutions and almost states in their own rights as Facebook did, you know? Um, not that Facebook was ever particularly cool, but it didn't used to be the, the power, you know? Right, right. Um, so I'm not, I'm not particularly, I don't particularly think that just because these people 
who are the ones in power right now, want this metaverse concept to be what we get, is that it, it, it's what we'll get, but it's what they're going to try for. And so I think it's interesting to read for that context. And the the overwhelming impression I get from this article and from everything I read about this is that all of these fucking nerds read Snow Crash when they were 14 years old and never got, never not just never got over it, because I have no issues with Snow Crash, but didn't realize that it was like dystopian like it's mm. the same thing like where like people appreciate like Ready Player One without kind of acknowledging that like well it's a nightmare the world he posits is like horrible. I, I think yeah, he well, even and, forgot at a certain point that like the world he he the 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 fantasy world he drew up in that the future is like a, a horrible nightmare. It's a nightmare. Also like just to to that point that movie ends with the victory being that like the hero gets like a nicer apartment and everyone has yeah. to like log <laughs> off for an hour a week. Yeah. It's, it's still hell. You still live in this desert. Yeah, the like, environment it, is still destroyed. Everything Everyone is lives completely in slugs. Fucked. It's <laughs> yeah. like you, you are not allowed to hide from that problem as much is yeah. the solution. Um, it's, it's very dystopian. Yeah, and Snow Crash is a much better book. I am not, please do not take this as me shit talking <laughs> Snow Crash. Not, neither am I praising it hugely because I wouldn't call it one of my favorite books, but it's, it was a book that it was influential. It's better because than Ready it was, Player One. It was exploring some interesting <laughs> things, but it was exploring very critically um, what cyberspace had started to become already then in, like, what, the fucking 90s, um, and positing where it would go from there. Uh, and all of these nerds read it and were like, oh, cool, I could have a samurai sword and uh, uh, be a be a, a fucking internet uh, samurai hero guy. Um, yeah. What if I did that, Jedi. but also... <laughs> made a bunch of money by selling Ferrari access to drop their cars into the world. And like, there's some, there's some fucking, un so the guy, you know, it, this is epic. I just so want to interject viewing... and say that Sophie and I are texting each other saying, we don't know what they're talking about. That's fine. But, but... the metaverse real quick. Okay. No, no, no. This is a movie I, guy and, that we and, got. Hold on, hold on. And, and okay. I'm Googling metaverse. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that's not going to be productive. Thinking, I'll tell you that I right need, now. I need to be honest and, and, and the voice of at least some of our listeners, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, we have we have not been responsible in uh, just diving no. into this. No, because uh, Cody, Cody and I, and I, I truly are... was like, did I zone out and miss something critical? I don't think so. But then I spent too much time thinking that. So uh -huh, anyway, uh -huh, continue. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Cody and I are, if I can say this, shameful nerds. So yeah, yes. Cody, why yeah, don't yeah, you yeah, explain yeah. what this is to the them? Metaverse is just like, it's just like the internet, but like you're in it. Right. Yeah. Like it's like yeah, a 3D exactly. representation of like, ooh, here's my avatar and I'm here and I'm look it's uh if you've seen that community episode where the dean gets the VR thing. Is this like uh, Google Glasses type shit? Uh no, or that would Apple be more like um, what like integrated reality. But yeah, like, uh, the I metaverse mean, is something like, like you Google, log on yeah. and you're like you're in there. Oh, this is a 3D space and look, there's like a big gargoyle, but that's my friend Dan, and like that's who he wants to represent himself as, and like you go and it's so would this be social media too? Like, it would okay. be everything. Um, so I eventually. would walk into Twitter in my room full of friends, and I'd be like, "Hey Dan, um, kind of like what's your uh, like tweet? Sophie's, yeah, <laughs> like Sophie's saying, like The Sims, but your friends are there. Um, a little bit. Um, you'd have like access to all the things that we have access to, and you'd be able to check your email, like all the sort of things. But it is a three D space that I get like like Robert sort of talking about like yeah you get like Ferrari ads in your face and like all this bullshit yeah. and like ooh yeah I did I collected this many coins in the metaverse so now I can buy this um and, I assume and the, that's the, what the, the like. guy so the the fucking epic dude so Fortnite is like started out as just like another shooter that was very popular and so it's become it's kind of like I think they've kind of stolen some ideas from Minecraft and it's become like this bigger mm. thing where you could do all sorts of weird media events and whatnot in it and everyone's been kind of debating how, like, the metaverse... Because the original ideas of the metaverse was it was all one thing, right? There was no... You know, like, right now we have... You have Apple's App Store. You have the Android App Store. You have these different websites. And there are all these walled gardens, right? You can't get... Like, Facebook isn't allowing everyone to like, get in their shit because they want to own everything. Apple isn't allowing Facebook to get in their shit. Everybody's got, like, their own little separate thing. The idea behind the metaverse was it was just, like, this world. And you could mm. – you stumble into, like, you know, this – it doesn't really matter what your hardware is or whatever. Like, you you experience it all persistently. Um, like an MMO or something. Um, okay. And uh, – the problem is that like you have all these walled gardens. And so the Epic CEO, the guy who's, who's, you know, owns Fortnite 
wants doesn't like Facebook's ideas for the metaverse, wants it all to be integrated, and is talking about like building a set of um standards for for the the next stage of the internet so that you know apple like one of the things that epic has done is they've sued apple over the fact that apple exerts total control over their app store like they're arguing epic is arguing that that's monopoly um i'm not going to comment on whether or not i think that is because i don't understand that law very well um and i don't think epic's uh motivation in suing apple is particularly like noble or it's <laughs> <laughs> not like yeah like, like i don't i don't give a shit how that case goes in other words um but uh yeah so i want to I'm going to read a quote from the Washington Post article on this. The simplest way to define the metaverse is that the metaverse is as an evolution of how users interact with brands, intellectual properties, and each other Ugh, on the internet. God, the metaverse, all right off the bat. I know, God. I know, man. I know, Ugh. I know. It's bad. It's bad. Just hold on, hold on. The metaverse to Sweeney, that's the CEO of Epic, would be an expansive, digitized communal space where users can mingle freely with brands and one another in ways that permit self-expression and spark joy. It would be... I know, I know, I know. It's rough. It's rough. It's rough. I I said this was a frustrating article, but it's a useful one. It would be a kind of online play... I'm sorry for the big laugh. Channel. I know, I know. Just let me get through this, and then we'll talk Sorry. about okay, it. Okay, it would be a kind this. of online playground where users could join friends to play a multiplayer game like Epic's Fortnite one moment, watch a movie via Netflix the next, and then bring their friends to test drive a new car that's crafted exactly the same in the real world as it would be in this virtual one. It would not be, Sweeney said, the manicured, ad-laden newsfeed presented by platforms like Facebook. The metaverse isn't going to be like that, Sweeney said. A car maker who wants to make a presence in the metaverse isn't going to run ads. They're going to drop their car into the world in real time, and you'll be able to drive it around. And they're going to work with lots of content creators with different experiences to ensure their car is playable here and there, and that it's receiving the attention it deserves. Now, that's bullshit and dumb. I, I want to be like, really clear about that. It's This is important not because any of this is a good idea or cool, but because this is what they're trying to do. Like, I'm not exactly – do not right. think that the, this is bullshit and dumb. <laughs> and I think it's going to fail because I don't think people want that. People want Fortnite, clearly. People like playing Fortnite. I don't think people want to, like, travel from Fortnite to watching Netflix digitally with friends and then driving no. around, like, a fake Ferrari. Like, that doesn't – that does not seem – Good good technology, and I'm not saying good in a moral sense. I'm saying good in the sense that it it actually can can take a hold and and be successful and and like propagate virally, right? Steve Steve Jobs was kind of like the master of this, and it wasn't because he was a great coder or inventor. It was because he re, he knew f- the thing that he was brilliant at, and the reason why Apple has more money than a lot of countries right now is he understood intuitively what human beings wanted to hold in their hand and what they wanted to do with it. And he gave them that. And it changed the world, mostly in bad ways. Again, I'm not trying to praise the man here. But he understood something yeah. profound and deep about human beings and what they wanted. And that's why the iPhone was such a success. This guy does not have that understanding. And I don't get that hint from this, um, from this, from anything I've read in this article, so, that he understands what people would want from a metaverse. I still don't completely understand even the concept. But <laughs> let's just go with that. But what you're saying makes sense to me because, yeah, the things mm-hmm. that take root, that take hold, are things that benefit my life and my yeah. day-to-day And that feel – the fact that you don't understand as I'm explaining this right. is proof that it's a bad idea. Because if we if we were to go right. back 15 years before anyone had smartphones and I took an iPhone 1 and I put it in your hands and I said, Katie, type into that map app the place you want to go, you would go like, holy shit, this is fucking amazing. Right. Like mm-hmm. you, you would immediately get – It's intuitive. Oh. <laughs> it's natural. Yeah. It's why like – yeah, like kids – like babies understand it. Yeah. Well, and 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 to that point, I'll also say, like, if someone was to sit down and describe the internet to me in general, um, before it existed, I certainly wouldn't have understood. I barely understand now, you know. So there's that, but but I, I think if I were to have I sat see, down with you, Katie, before the internet and said, yeah. "Hey, this technology will allow every single person in the world to be in contact with every single other person persistently forever," you would say, "Holy shit, that sounds right. like a big I deal." Mean, and you would be right. And, and yeah. I'm not completely using this as my argument. Like, yeah. I, I'm saying that, like, there's a part of me that's like, I don't know. Things surprise me. I didn't mm-hmm. think TikTok would take off. But, um, <laughs> you know, the people. I, I, but, but, but my, what, 
especially this past year of being in our homes and being more isolated, I find resentment more and more personally with everything technology related. I crave my moments of not. Um, Mm -hmm. I need boundaries between myself and my internet. So anything that threatens that is like a no-go for me. But also, I don't, to your point, I don't think people in general want that. No. No, No, and the thing is, there's a difference between technology that can make money or be successful and technology that changes things and that can can alter the fundamental way in which we interact with reality. Smartphones fundamentally altered the way we interacted with reality. So did social media. They both, number one, were immediately intuitive, which is why you got a Facebook, Katie. It's why you got like a Twitter. It's because (laughs) like you got what these things were offering, right? Right. Same thing with a smartphone. The fact that you cannot ex- – there are um, – of course I'm, – and I'm sure you could build a metaverse like Sweeney's talking about that 10, 20 million people would get on board with and like it would be profitable. But it's not going to change it's the world. Gonna, it's not right. going to be adopted on a mass scale because most people, you have to sit down and try to explain them why they might Hugh, be interested in this. And Hugh, they're going to be jump, like what you are. Like what right, the like, to I want to do that. Yeah. Jump to 10 years from now when all the kids hanging out in the metaverse are – you know, ganging up on Donald Mocking Trump Jr. Yeah. Uh, and no. booking out their, you know, whatever. Yeah, Donald Trump with a big samurai us. sword. Uh, Jr. complaining about how his algorithms are getting crushed. I think yeah. the kids want to listen to, to nerd out over K-pop stars, um, and they want to do drugs while lighting dumpsters on fire. Yeah, play Minecraft and, and yeah. Minecraft at the end of the day, and, kids and are soap, kids, right? Yeah. They just want and to soak, soak in peace. Such a good point, Cody. Such a good thank point. You. Just in time thank for this ad break. Oh, thank Let's goodness. just soak yeah. into it. Let's just soak it. in this ad. Let's soak in the in capitalism. <laughs> well, we, maybe we can get communism to do a jump hump while we're soaking in capitalism right. and have a social <laughs> democracy. I need to like work with more women. <laughs> Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. Bean Dad. The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, was we'll it! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's Dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. (sighs) Good one, Dad. (sighs) Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. 
Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everything's so dumb, 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 dumb. All right, we're back. We built back better. We've we builded, we built, and that's that's our next subject. I'm sorry best. for making you all think about the fucking metaverse, but I I <laughs> used to be, I got my start in tech journalism, which is a nonsense Wait, you field. did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was did like not the first, know that. Yeah, I was going to CES and the Mobile World Congress, writing about, this was back in like the heyday of like, this is back when everyone cared whenever Apple released a new product, because yeah. it was going to be a big deal, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it back was- Back when uh, Steve was alive. Um, mm-hmm. you learn something new about Robert Evans every day. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. build so back anyway, better. Build back better. Is that We're what we want to talk about now? Yeah. Yeah. I, why do we care that things add to the national debt? It's a good money. question. Can anyone explain that to me? Because people well, have tried and I've never understood. I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it only matters uh, to whoever's not the party in power, right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's just it's, that no yeah. matter what people say about like what could happen, if I feel like for my entire life, it's increased beyond what 20 years ago anyone thought was physically possible, and it's no one did anything. It's well, fine. Like It's it not fine. The world's fucked up, but it's not fucked up because the debt's high. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. um, I think, and, and Garrison pointed this out in the doc as well, but... God damn it. Everything comes down to how, uh, well, yeah, spin and how the media portrays it. So you look at the way this conversation's framed for this build back better, and they're talking about it costing three and a half trillion dollars, which does sound like a lot of dollars. It's true. It is. It's a lot of dollars. Talking about the fact that this is over a 10 year period of time. So it's actually just I one point two percent of the U.S. economy over the next ten years. So it's actually not when you put it in yeah. context. But people do not. Well, some people, you know, people on the other side are leading with are omitting that because it doesn't benefit their argument against it. And I don't know why the media. I don't know why more media uh, coverage. I mean, I do. It's clicks. They want the sensationalist click on thing. People arguing and shit. Yeah, so much of public. I mean, all public perception is shaped by the media. (laughs) And it's it's frustrating because, like, if you want to put this in some perspective, we've spent six to seven trillion dollars is kind of one of the the middle estimates for how much we spent on the war on terror since two thousand and one. I've heard some that are more like nine or ten, some are less. But like six to seven trillion, pretty reasonable as like a whole price tag. So like three and a half trillion for ten years, it would we would be spending what we spent on the war on terror that we clearly could afford to spend because we did. Right. Except for we would be spending it like not murdering on people, presumably making people's lives better instead of ending their lives. I mean, I'm sure it, I'm sure as much of it would be bullshit as the war on terror expenditures yeah, sure. were bullshit because the government's bad at everything. But it, it would at least not be bombing people, presumably. There'd be some steps in the right direction. Yeah, hopefully we at least get some fucking bridges fixed. That would be good. Not all. Some would be good. Yeah. Um, Some would be good. Less bridge collapses. I don't know. I just can't bring myself, like, every time there's, like, some, like, like right now, there's this, uh, there's this chicken game going on about, like, whether or not to raise the fucking debt ceiling again. Uh, Every time. It's going to run out of money in, like, a couple of weeks if they don't. And, yeah, it's every time. It's stupid. None of the money's real. And the the dumb thing about it is that nine times out of ten, it's going to be nothing. But it is something that could go horribly wrong. Like, it's it's like that. I keep thinking back to, um, fucking uh, Otto von Bismarck talking about like uh-huh. in the days before World War One, the uh, there kept being these crises in the Balkans. The king would get assassinated or like something would, you know, one state would like take a, a, a village from another and like everyone would be on the brink of war because the Balkans were all tied up in the system of alliances and everybody knew that one day one of these things could go too far and all of these states could not pull back from the brink and you would have a calamity, which eventually happened. 
Um, and Bismarck, when everyone would talk about how the European war was going to happen, Bismarck would be like, oh, it'll probably be some damn fool thing in the Balkans. And he was right. It was some damn fool thing in the Balkans. Bismarck knew what he was talking about. And it's it, this is that kind of thing. It'll probably be nothing until the day in which like everybody misjudges just a little bit, and then it's a calamity. Um, and yeah. then like the government shuts down – and it, because of a cascading series of other things that happen at the same time, we're not able to respond to it. Maybe there's a hack on power infrastructure. There's a natural disaster. Some series of fucked up things happen during this, like, no government for a while because, like, we ran yeah, out yeah, of money yeah. bullshit. And, like, there's a horrible problem. And, and, yeah. and you can't fix it. And you can't pull back. And you can't just go into Congress the next day and say, you know what? Nobody was serious about this bullshit. It'll be too late. And – a bunch of like the problem isn't that like I the state's prestige will be diminished. It's that a bunch of regular people will die or be otherwise yeah. horribly, horribly affected. And um it's frustrating and everybody's complicit who's at least in fucking politics. And I I hate it. And uh, they should all I, I don't want to say work at Denny's like working at Denny's is bad. I want to say work at Denny's no, because but, it would objectively mean they would be helping society more than they are and as elected it, leaders. Yes. Yeah. And it, it might like not, affect their outlook on the world. Exactly. I, I want to make it clear I have a thousand times more respect for any given employee. Absolutely. Than any member no, no, no. That's clear. That's yeah. a that's a, a point well made because yeah. they're so out of touch with the reality yeah. of of being in the workforce, of interacting with humanity that they're so disconnected that they, their heads are just so far up their own asses that they don't see what's happening around them or they don't care. They don't fucking yeah. care. Yeah. Everybody in Congress is very out of touch with reality. They can't, don't even know how to kiss their wives. It's only because I saw Josh Hawley kiss his wife today. There's a photo of him kissing <laughs> his wife and it's yeah. the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Um, it's like these pursed, yeah. like closed lips, like their lips are like each one of their lips is like, imp like <sighs> imploding. Like it's, it's, they're going inside their own mouths. Yeah. And they're then not, like pressing them against each other, kind of. They're it's not very unsettling. God, people. all the sexy talk this episode. Mm -hmm, they keep mm -hmm. getting. They, they live. We've let our political class, because of like everything, become so disconnected from regular people that they're not like people in most of the ways that matter. By which I mean, like your life would seem like an alien fantasy to them, and you can see them all. Like even when like people who are broadly speaking regular get in, like. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, they change over time. It can't not. It like yeah. it's it's meant to 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 disconnect and break you. Mm -hmm. um, well, because you you're in this position of a of equivocating with everybody and like trying to compromise or like being torn and all this. Pressure. And you're living and in this weird universe where like all of the things they say make sense and all of like the things that like the horrible things they say about each other in the news, like they're all very nice in person and they're friends. And like, mm -hmm. this is the game that we're all playing and we all make right. money off of it. And like you can see Kristen Cinema's gotten sucked into it hardcore. Ooh. She's like marching in black block at the fucking WTO oh. in Seattle 15 years ago. And now she's, like meeting yeah. now she's bombing a, a fucking infrastructure bill uh, in, in the interest of oil and gas companies so that they'll yeah. very popular like, so that she can bill. stay in the in the game with her with her new friends and and be yep. in power. Yeah, um, and that's the I mean a lot of it. Aspect. A lot yeah. of it is yeah. pressure. A lot of it is the institution is. This the is way how you do well, it. Con you know, how it is done, and those yeah. people who try to stand up against it ultimately get sucked in because mm. that's how they get more power that there's just different ways but it's not good it corrupts it's it's, it's all cult that's why there should be more much more term limits too but. everything that is wrong it, it, it with us as a society i think comes out there's i'm reading a book right now called cultish and as in like english right or spanish mm. yeah, and it's yeah, talking yeah. about the language the way cults use language and that brainwashing isn't real but what actually happens is when you were in a community that is like reinforcing in a number of social ways and also introduces you to a new kind of language base that yeah. kind of makes it impossible to identify with anything else and like that's how cults yeah. work and that's how Absolutely. you know every degree of cult from like the low level cults like fucking crossfit or burning man that that aren't really harmful that are just like make use of some of those things because they're attractive to people to like hardcore cults and like you like the fucking congress is somewhere in the middle it's a cult though it is a cult like it's this weird fucking culty society that these congressmen and a handful of lobbyists are all in um, and and Ooh. the worst thing that can possibly happen when you are in it is that you get kicked out so you'll do everything to stay in and generally that yeah. means keeping the donations coming and, and whatever it's fucking a Sophie Sophie just sent a picture this the picture of them kissing to the text thread and it is gnarly 
That is bad, gnarly. Right? Those are those are like two kids. Those are like preschool kids uh, having their first kiss. Yeah, but they don't want to. Have um, we talked about Josh Hawley's come yet? Oh God, damn it! Okay, so I'm going to talk those, about something I mean, else. I'm sure most of us live in areas with them. Those the, those weird kind of like caterpillars that are all like spiny and they're different colored. Like they're kind of like Stop here, it. they're like brown and red and they sort of inch along the ground and if you touch them, they sting like hell. Although That's the cum that comes out of jaw. It's like a bunch of those poisonous little yes, caterpillars we, just sort of like Should we put together out. a piece of merch that's kind of like those... Um, those charts, those nature diagram charts. Yeah, yeah that's just different politicians. Comprehensive guide. A comprehensive guide. Oh, no, you know what it should be. Guide. You know Shit. the political, those political compass memes where it's like a square and you've got like authoritarian left, yeah. authoritarian, libertarian left, libertarian. It should be that and then marked up by politicians and their cum types. Right, because like, you know, some is spinier than others. Some is mm-hmm. dustier than others. Mm-hmm. Um, some yeah, is some is just a literal pile of cobwebs. Mm-hmm. Some I of them can't come believe anthrax, like Rand Paul. I just um, pitched that awful great idea. That That's that's what's going to give us enough money to detach from society. I, yes, please. Can I talk about something else please. before we're done here? Okay. Yes. For the love of God, please. Uh, yeah. A little update. Uh IOTSE still has not officially authorized a strike, but that is percolating. But I wanted just to, to bring this up again in the context of Catherine Heigl um, real quick. And you guys might be surprised what I'm talking about. Well, do you remember how a while back Catherine Heigl talked vocally and publicly about <laughs> unsafe working conditions on set and how... You know, they were working 17-hour days and how it was really unreasonable. People can't get home to see their families and their lives are disrupted. People are driving home exhausted, et cetera. And everybody said she's a bitch. She's hard to work with. She's unlikable. Um, And her career- I vaguely remember that, actually, yeah. I very much do. I still, I, I have a a knee-jerk reaction when I hear Katherine Heigl's name. I think, ugh, diva. It's true. And everybody, you guys know what I'm talking about. I, I, the, I do vaguely remember this, yes. And, and she posted, and I want to applaud her. She posted about this, her support of IATSE, and then went on to say what happened to her. She started having years of feeling like, was I too much? Was I unreasonable? What happened? In her head, self-conscious, and her career has completely changed. So, I think I do really remember her complaining about that and then not being in stuff anymore. Not she was written off the show. Mm-hmm. Seth Rogen and Shonda Rhimes, everybody threw her under the bus. Barbara Walters said nobody cares to her. I mean, yes. like on an interview, she says nobody really cares because, like, <laughs> we don't sympathize with you. Like, this is all stuff that happened. Everybody, it was a public. It was a joke. She was a joke, and um. Interesting, she Seth Rogen threw under the bus, really... considering that Sausage Party, the animators, were uh, treated incredibly poorly. The working conditions I'm just for saying, Sausage Party were really bad. I, I wanted to bring this up partly because I think it's important, partly because I seem to be um, championing this one argument a lot lately, which is we all have to revisit the shit that we used to find acceptable as we're calling it out now. Not to say that, like, oh, we all owe a, a massive apology, but we have, but yeah, we we should all like look at our, our own behavior and how it has been conditioned by the media. You know, the same with Build Back Better and how we receive this news. We're being fed a narrative, whether you know it or not. Mm-hmm. And it's really important for us to do this work of looking back and looking now. And and it hasn't even been that long a period of time. We're talking like ten years, and I'm glad that people are finally noticing this and seeing. And speaking up and being supportive of each other when they're talking about abuse, because that is abuse as well. Sorry. Okay. Getting no, off totally. my soapbox. But uh, it's all connected to me. And that's where my mind's at these days. Stay on that soapbox. Um, okay. I'm hopping and, back uh, on. Are you prepared in 2031 to apologize for what you've said about Josh Hawley's come? Yeah. What I you am. specifically have said and nobody else. Yeah. Yeah, because you know I'm never apologizing, right? I will. I am prepared to apologize. I'm going to double down. We're suggesting we make a nature chart 
out of Josh Hawley and other senators yeah. comes. When I come, when I games. get elected to Congress, I'm doing a filibuster. I don't care on what. And I'm oh. just going to laboriously describe the comes of every single other yeah. elected leader. So vote yeah, you'll do the Robert, Robert, Robert Evans, Evans standing is like, or wherever yeah, the in charts Congress. and everything. Yeah. Robert Evans is honestly like the only person I can imagine getting elected to public office and not um falling into the machine. But, oh, I'd be horrible. No, it would I would immediately get corrupted. Um You'd be and, taking and all of that with, NRA oh, money. Oh, I would be I'd take everybody's money. <laughs> Who wouldn't, right? I want my I want uh, I want I want my Bearcat. <laughs> Look, Bearcats don't buy themselves, Katie. I want one for each foot. I'm not going to wear shoes anymore. I'm going to have a different under armored vehicle under each leg. I was going to say a bearcat is day. a vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. It's not right. like a no, shoe. it's a vehicle. No, okay. But I'll have some pet bearcats too, the animals. Yep. And I'll to hang ride. out with them in Kristen Cinema as we as we uh, uh, do our weird little dances when we vote down basic and assistance. Yeah, take for a dip that, in your pools of oil. <laughs> that is some fan art that I would love to see. Mm-hmm. You've got your marching orders. Guys, great. I think that's it for us this week. Yeah. Check us out online at Worst Year Pod. That's it. Bye. Oh my gosh. Everything's so dumb. Everything's so dumb, and it's gonna get dumber. Great. I tried. Yes. Daniel. Lovely. Worst Year Ever is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.